Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Luma Awad. She is the owner and founder of Inamolomani Jewelry Company, based right here in Toronto. How are you doing today, Luma? Hi, Brad. How are you doing? I'm good. very well, thanks. How about you today? Good, good. All is well, considering Excellent. the situation. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us and be part of the Empowerography community because now you are officially a member of the Empowerography community once your podcast is done. So thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks to you. So Luma, you were born in Jordan. You lived in Greece for some time and now you currently reside here in Canada, Toronto. Mm -hmm. How long did you live in Greece for and what brought you to Canada? Well, uh, yes, I'm Jordanian-Canadian, and I met my uh, Canadian husband uh, back in Jordan. Okay. Uh, we moved briefly to Canada, and then he got a job opportunity in Greece. And yeah, we spent uh, about eight years in Greece, and then we moved to briefly to other places, okay. and then moved to Jordan, and then... We are here in Canada, right? Wow, you guys are, yeah. are globe trotters. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. This 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 is this is uh, kind of my story. We've been to many places. So, is do you now consider Canada home base, and this is your home home? Like you're, you know, you're you're settled yes. in, and you don't foresee leaving anytime soon. No, we're not leaving. We're here to stay for the okay. for the time being. I don't see any any uh, plans for moving. Depends on my husband's work, of course. Right. Uh, yes, Canada is home. Uh, home is where family is, and my family is here, and I'm very grateful to be here. Okay. Now you've been a longtime lover of fine art. Where and when did this love for fine art begin for you, Luma? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Art is part of my life. I've always loved art in all its forms. And uh, since I was, you know, a, young, a little girl, I, I always collected different pieces of art, whatever I see. And uh, I'm an artist myself. So uh, art always spoke to me. Okay. And uh, I always felt that art is an international language you know everybody understands art whether it's visual uh, it just speaks to you and you understand it and even with music and uh, poetry uh, you know it, it just moves sensations in you you don't really need to understand the words sometimes mm -hmm. it's just it brings all the emotions and uh, and feelings inside you that you connect to this art that you're seeing or hearing yeah yeah art is a beautiful beautiful form I mean it brings so many people together in so many ways there's music Absolutely. there's art there's painting it's it's all amazing art is you're right it's a universal language it's absolutely and, beautiful and it's always it's always telling this telling a story yes. like the story of the creator uh, behind the pieces of art the story of uh, the songwriter uh, mm -hmm. you know in, in many forms there's always a story there's always, always a human behind it yes. so I was always connected to art now you said you're, you yourself are an artist. Now I know of obviously you're an artist with your jewelry making, but are you an art? Were you an artist before that with painting or drawing or photography or anything like that? 
I was always the artist in my family. Okay. I always had these small sketches on my notebooks. Uh, okay. You know, I, I always, uh, you know, uh, involved myself in different projects. I won actually the, the art award uh, back in school. I always saw myself as an artist. I always... Uh, enjoyed you know creating something out of nothing so mm. so i yes i consider myself an artist uh, before what i'm doing yes of course yeah i mean what you're doing is obviously an art form as well um, yes i was just curious about whether you're a painter or sketch artist or photographer uh, i well uh, i i do paint and uh, i do uh, I, I use different mediums, to be honest, okay. uh, even with my my own wardrobe, you know, I, yeah. I you know, like mix and match things and mm-hmm. I uh, maybe sew some extra things on certain pieces I buy. So it, it's art is, is, is really part of my life. Yeah. What is it about fine art that you love so much? As I mentioned to you, there's there, there's a connection, there's a story, there's a, uh, there's a spirit, there's a vibe. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's you see any any piece of art, like let's say a painting. A painting can t- take you places when you look at it. It can you know stir up emotions inside you, whether nice ones or sad ones or whatever. Uh, the colors. There's always um, something interesting about art. It, it's it's uh, I don't know how to explain it, but uh, you know I really enjoy seeing colors and, yeah. and, and you know, anything visual. Even yeah. with music, sometimes you hear a song that doesn't even speak your language, but you you move along with the beat, with the That's rhythm, right. with, with you know. There's it brings you to life. I yes. think so. Yeah, yes, art brings you to life. It, I really. It touches- everything inside you, you know? Yes, 100, I 100% agree. I really think that there should be a lot more focus on the arts in school for kids because Absolutely. of how important it is to life and how much it can do for people. I mean, art is therapeutic. Art is, is, it is. beautiful. It's it's a form of expression. You yes. know, we need our kids to learn how to express themselves. That's right. Uh, so through art, you do express yourself. You, you, you look at art and you see the identity of the artist. You look at art and you learn a story. You learn uh, uh, where the inspiration is from. Yeah. There's always something to learn. And it's, it's, a, it's a great, you know, therapy for people. Uh, it is. When they cannot really use their words, they can mm-hmm. use their art to express right. how they're feeling. That's right. I love what you said. It really resonated with me that art can take you to a place. It just takes you somewhere. Like I think about certain songs I've listened to and, and it mm-hmm. when you hear that song again, it takes you back to that moment. Exactly. That you first heard it. it it's like time travel and it, you, it, you're surrounded by the memories of when you first heard that song or when you look at a photograph, that moment is never you're never able to capture that moment ever again exactly as it was there experience exactly so you experience all these feelings and emotions inside you it brings you to life yes 100 percent. now are there any particular artists that you really admire and appreciate oh so many i mean uh give me your top three about oh my god if you talk about (laughs) I don't want to upset my uh, art, uh, artist friends because I have so many. <laughs> this can be a bit... Uh, no. Well, um, it, it depends what form of art we're talking about. Like when it comes to painting... Yeah, I let's do say have, painting. Like I, I do have many, to be honest. I, I admire the work of, you know, artists that are still with us, artists that left us, and they left, you know, their fingerprints in their art and, yeah. and, and, and the legacy in their mm. art. I admire the work of Gustav Klimt, for example. No, and I was very, his work is beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's uh, it's colorful. It has lots of life. It has lots of you know like meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the texture, uh, the color gold. You know, uh, being yes. a jewelry artist, I mean, this is very attractive to me. And I was I was fortunate to go and visit uh, you know one of the galleries and to see his actual uh, art. Oh. Life. That must have been incredible. It's fascinating. Yeah. I cannot even start to tell you. It's so beautiful. 
So, uh, and then you have, you know, you have art in, in music, and then you have art in photography, and mm-hmm. then you have art in uh, sculpture. You have so many forms, and I, I, I just admire so many people. I really can't give you too the many list. To list. Like, <laughs> too many to list. Too many to list, and some of them are like dear friends of mine, so... Mm-hmm. It's a big list to be honest. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. That's so my, You are the owner and founder of Inama Lumani, which is mm-hmm. a tongue twister in itself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I love that name though. How did you come up with the name for your company? Oh, well, the name started off as Lumani and uh, it was the combination of my name and my husband's name. So Luma and Hani, so it's Lumani. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the two young lovebirds, you know, playing with, with their names and they yeah. came, came up with this name, you know, as a combination. Okay. After that, uh, I was one of the first um, jewelry designers to be on Instagram, to use uh, Facebook, actually. Okay. And it seems there was a company in the Netherlands with that name mm-hmm. and that the same activity, like the the jewelers. Yeah. So they, I don't know, like my page was reported and I couldn't access it. And then I was in touch with the, you know, the lawyers back and forth. So uh, I had to change the name, which was very sad for me as it's really, you know, it's meant a lot. And, you know, it's like your name, right? Yeah, of course. It was very sad time for me. So um, we came up with the idea of uh, to to mirror image Mm -hmm. the name Mm -hmm. in order to keep Lumani in it. Right. So so it turned out to be uh, an Arabic word. Inamel is an, 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 uh, resembles the Arabic word for fingertips of the artist. Ah, so combining the name, yeah. So combining the name together, Inamel Lumani, it's like the fingertips of the artist Lumani. Beautiful. I love that. And I love the mirror image. I love how it looks written. It, it's beautiful. Yes. I think that name is brilliant. It worked out this, I mean, that's unfortunate that you had to go through and deal with that and deal with lawyers and all of that. But it actually, yeah. I think it worked out better because it's worked out. Yes. Yeah. So what was the inspiration behind starting the company and when did you first start it and found it? Well, I, I well, the company, um, since I moved several places, I had to register the company and, and, and the different countries. It, mm-hmm. it started off in 2000. Okay. Uh, before that, it was a hobby, really. It was oh, not okay. a business. But, uh, and then I registered uh, another company in Jordan. And then mm-hmm. now here in Canada, I'm registered. So it's been a, a journey, Brad. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I've been moving to different places, right? So, yeah. yeah. And what were you doing before you made the transition into becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, my God. Like, uh Growing up, I was always involved in projects. Like, mm-hmm. I think I had this entrepreneur in, in me, but I didn't know that at that time. Right. So I did many things. Um, I started uh, a small project, uh, well, business project, let's say, uh, with a friend of mine who uh, we shared the same name, Luma. So we called it Luma's Cookies. We started baking. Mm-hmm. and uh, creating customized cakes uh, and truffle uh, baskets. Uh, she was very good at baking. I was the artistic, uh, you know, uh, partner uh, doing the marketing and some decorating and, you know, like packaging and things like that. Right. It turned out really well. Uh, we wanted to take, to move forward with this project and uh, open our art cafe this was like a vision we had that's interesting uh where we would uh you know do our artisan cakes and and Mm -hmm. and desserts and uh you know uh friends would come and hang hang out at the cafe uh we will have like paintings displayed and artwork by artists uh magazines where you would sit and drink your coffee and Mm -hmm. read magazines that was back in the 90s Unfortunately, um, we did not get the support from our parents back then. Right. I, I don't know what 
they were thinking or how the situation was. But uh, of course, we needed, you know, financial support and we didn't get that. And also, we did not have access to finance back then as, you know, a startup, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it died away. Uh, we gained weight <laughs> <laughs> because we had to, you know, do the quality control. Every time of course, to, you know, try out the product. <laughs> yes, you got to test it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we moved on to, uh, you know, uh, we started walking and we started, you know, inviting other people. We started our walking group mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. When uh, I got married and and uh, and I lived in Greece, I started something uh, that came out as an idea. You know, it was like a very very spontaneous idea, and I'll tell mm-hmm. you how it's all connected sure. to art. It was very difficult for me to work in Greece due to you know like work permits and, mm-hmm. and you know being a foreigner in a country and all of these things. Right. So I didn't, I was, you know, uh, a new mom at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to, I went uh, on a trip to Jordan, I remember, and I went to buy a, a painting for my house. I wanted, you know, uh, to buy an artwork for my house. Right. So I was talking to the gallery owner over there and he was telling me how bad the situation is and how many Iraqi artists at that time uh, moved to Jordan after the war and they're so talented and he started showing me their work and Mm -hmm. telling me how you know they're like uh, amazing artists and here's their work and I was looking and I was blown away with 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 their talent and and the beauty of what they were offering you know yeah so an idea came to my mind I said hey George do you know what how about I help you to sell these paintings in Greece? And I was like, oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> and it, it was just so spontaneous, you know, on the spot, I felt like I really wanted to help. I really wanted to show my network, my friends uh, back in Greece, some, some, some of the beautiful work yeah. that, they're, they're, that they have. So I told him, okay, but I cannot do the investment of buying anything. Can we do it on consignment basis mm-hmm. and see how it goes? I have few people that I know in Greece and let's, let's see how, you know, they take it. I know that, you know, the Greeks are very cultured people. They, they appreciate art and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they will find it interesting. Yeah. So I took few paintings from Jordanian artists and, and uh, Iraqi artists mm-hmm. at that time, showed it to few, showed the work to a few of my friends. My, you know, you start with your neighbors, your friends, family, yeah. and, and your small circle, right? Yes. And they loved, loved the artwork. And they started saying, yeah, we love it. And I was telling the story of each artist and, and the medium they're using and this and that. And Brad, everybody loved it. And it started, you know, they started making more orders. And this That's why the, the, the gallery owner in Jordan was so happy. I'm sure. Appreciating, <laughs> you know, my support. And, yeah. And I, it was like, you know, I don't want it, to, it just started off as a very, very spontaneous uh, uh, idea. And it grew and, and more and more of my friends owned. Uh, uh, some of the art pieces that I brought in. And after that, well, it will be my story with how I started my jewelry, uh, I guess. Yeah. So let's Um, let's go down that road. When did you first get interested in and learn the art of jewelry making and what inspired or start? I mean, the painting started you on that journey, I guess. But how did that all come about for you? Well, I always wanted to do something. And uh, as I mentioned to you before, I, I could not work, like have a job, right? Like a nine to five job. Yeah. I was always searching for something to do. And um, my, my husband gave me a, a present at one point, which was a, a jewelry making course with an artist. Okay. But the challenge was that the course was in Greek and I did not speak greek at that time 
So he told me this is the challenge. I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's your gift, but there's a challenge. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a challenge that comes <laughs> along with it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, me being me, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll see what they're doing and I'll do what they're doing. And that's it. I mean, yeah. I'll take it. So... <laughs> So yeah, this is how it all started. I convinced actually uh, my neighbor who was Greek Mediterranean Englishman and she was an architect and very talented and very mm-hmm. artistic. So I was like, Yo-Yo, would you like to come with me? Um, Hani offered me this course, uh, this gift and uh, would you like to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure, of course. So we started going to that course together. I loved every minute of it because Mm -hmm. it was sitting and creating and learning and uh, seeing a final product and that was like wow wow you know yeah so I started creating my own pieces Mm -hmm. uh, and every time I would take my daughter uh, you know out for a, a walk people used to ask me stop me and ask me in the cafes oh what a nice necklace you're wearing where did you get it from and then I would say, I made it, you know, yeah. uh, it sounds good. Yeah, I'm so sure. One time, one time a shop owner was like, can you make me one? Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. If I have all the stones and the material and whatever, I can't make one exactly the same, uh-huh. but I can sure make you one. So, and this is, you know, like, this is how it all started. Uh, I had uh, wonderful friends who encouraged me, who kept telling me that, you know, I'm, I'm doing beautiful, I'm creating beautiful things. Why don't you move ahead and, and start it as a business? And at that point, I was like, oh, uh, a business? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to go about it. <laughs> and there, there was a, 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 an annual uh, Christmas bazaar at the British Embassy School uh, back there. And mm-hmm. A friend came over and she said, you know what, Luma, why don't you take a table, book a uh-huh. table and show, showcase your jewelry? I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. And she really pushed me. She told me, you have two weeks to prepare. Uh-huh. I'm booking you a table. Imagine. <laughs> you have no choice, Luma. <laughs> no choice. Exactly. And I was like, oh, my God, Christine, I don't know how I'm going to do this you know, self-doubt kicks in. and uh, But I was very, very, very happy and grateful that it turned out amazing. The feedback was very encouraging, very positive. That gave me a push. Sometimes so is, that's all it yeah. takes, right? Exactly, exactly, Brad. And it's not that you plan it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, just, it just comes. I don't know yes. how the universe works. Sometimes... Yeah. It just opens doors for you. Uh, you probably didn't know they existed. That's right. It's that a beautiful thing. And it's important to have that support system around you to encourage you as well. Absolutely. I love that basic. story. I, I think that's amazing. amazing. I had amazing, amazing friends. And they started doing these morning coffees where they would invite me to showcase my jewelry. And they would fight who's having me next. <laughs> you know, it was so cute and so nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. You got me to think uh, about these beautiful memories. I have a big smile on my face right now. That's great. I love that. I can hear your smile through the the computer. That's amazing. I love it. What a beautiful story. I think that's incredible. Thank you. But, you know, I have to tell you uh, one point in my life that really pushed me or encouraged me to do something. That was when I was in Greece and I had to buy my husband his birthday gift and I Mm -hmm. paid it on his credit card. Mm -hmm. And that was like, oh my God, you know, that moment I felt this, okay, Luma, this is not you. I mean, you have to do something. You have to, you know, start something. Not that my husband at any point, you know, pushed me to, you know, go and have a job or Mm -hmm. do something or anything. He always took it as his own responsibility to be the breadwinner in the family. And, and uh, to be honest, um, traditionally or back then, it was acceptable for, for a woman to, you know, stay at home and, Mm -hmm. and, and take pocket money from the husband. It's okay. I mean, it wasn't something looked at as, you know. Yeah. It wasn't frowned uh, upon. 
no, no, not really. And and I was never pushed. But it was me. I wanted to find myself. I wanted right. to feel that I'm contributing. I'm doing something. You know. Yeah, and absolutely. This, this incident, this incident, really. I mean, it it stayed in my mind, and I, it kept me thinking. What can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I find myself? And I think all the other stories that I told you previously where, you know, the art, uh, the, the, the dealing with art and all mm-hmm. of that was was after that, in, that really important incident in my life. That was the catalyst for you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. understandable. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. who you are as a person. You can't you didn't want to just sit around and and spend your husband's money. You wanted your own thing to call your own. Yeah, just to feel that, you know, yeah. Independence. I guess so. Yes, independence. Yeah. Exactly. Now, when you're creating your pieces, where do you pull your inspiration from when you're creating those pieces? Okay. Um, I usually like to tell stories in everything I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've traveled a lot in my life. I come from a place where it has very rich heritage and and I... I love to involve that in my, you know, inspiration. It's mm-hmm. my identity. It's my story. Sometimes my feelings. Uh, and sometimes a memory, you right. know. So depending on on my mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I let my mind wander and, and, and uh, sit back and reflect on things the ideas start coming to me and then I get my aha moment and then (laughs) the idea evolves and then I say oh I start connecting the dots in my mind and then I start sketching and then after sketching I I start thinking of the process like how am I gonna do this how is it gonna be a wearable art and so on you know this Mm -hmm. is uh so my inspiration comes from nature from travel from people I meet from my feelings sometimes, mm-hmm. especially now that we are, you know, locked up, cooped yeah. up, whatever. Yeah. Uh, in isolation. And sometimes from memories, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do have several, uh, you know, uh, uh, collections. Right. Do you always start with a sketch, Luma? No. No? Okay. Not always. Okay. No, not always. Sometimes I see myself starting a piece mm-hmm. without even sketching it. Okay. And I I get involved in the process and in how I'm going to fix this or how I'm going to do this. And it ends up in a nice piece. Excellent. Luma, you also do a lot. You work with a lot of charities. You do a lot of philanthropic work through your company um, in terms of creating pieces specifically for charities and whatnot, women's causes, et cetera. Can you talk a bit about that and some of the charities and causes you've worked with when it comes to your jewelry pieces? Yes, I was involved in several projects actually that gave back and and uh, supported different initiatives and organizations. My first one was uh, I created a collection of bracelets back in Jordan, supporting and empowering women, uh, widowed women, okay, uh, in the south of Jordan. That was a small project, and then. Um, I did another one uh, supporting kids with cancer. It started off when I got the news that um, a friend of mine lost her brother. And yes, I remember I was traveling and I got the news and I thought to myself, oh my God, like, like this story and the struggle of the mother with, 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 with her child and all of that made me, reach out to to his wife and his mother and i said i would like to do something in his memory how mm-hmm. can we you know sit and 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 you know discuss something and then we brainstorm and i felt that it will help the mother heal by keeping his memory alive mm-hmm. through you know a piece that will create an impact that would uh, get the community together and have his his name on it so that was a beautiful project and um, uh, we managed to raise money 
from these pieces, I made a full collection of necklaces, bracelets, uh, keychains, uh, rosaries, uh, many things, actually. It was a full collection, full-fledged collection to help the the uh, cancer center uh, in Jordan, the King uh-huh. Hussein Cancer uh, Center. So uh, we did this collection. We raised enough money to refurbish the outside patient uh, clinic wow. for the kids. We bought plate stations, uh, recliner chairs. You know, we wanted, yeah, the, the, uh, the mother of Yezan, uh, his name, she wanted a, a, a pleasant experience for the kids when yeah. they go and take their, their you know, like their treatment. treatment. Yeah. So they want, because of her own experience, like, mm-hmm. you know, the colors of the rooms were not uh, really pleasant. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't any inter- much entertainment. So she had this vision and we raised the money and, and they, they, it was enough to refurbish the, the, the outpatient clinic uh, at the center and to have his name, you know, uh, uh, her son's name, which... Uh, that's amazing. It is so incredibly selfless and beautiful gesture yes. of you. That, amazing. Wow. That's was, something to be very a, proud of. Thank you. Thank you. And my next project was um, raising awareness on the importance of uh, mammogram screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also for the breast cancer program at right. the, the cancer center. Mm-hmm. I created a collection uh, of uh, seven positive words each uh, in each bracelet and uh, each uh, bracelet had a different color related to what it meant. Like each okay. word, like hope would have a color, yeah. strength would have a color, you know, yeah. these bracelets with the sales of the bracelets, uh, you would, uh, you would sponsor a mammogram screening for an underprivileged woman. Wow. We had a different system in Jordan. So so these bracelets gave back and uh, many, many celebrities and public figures wore them. And they were featured in many magazines. I was so proud and so ah, happy. So you should and be. And my heart was full of all the love and uh, support. Uh, that is so amazing. Thank you. Thank and you. I, you. You also did a piece um, for... The cause of human trafficking as well, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Can you tell us a bit about uh, that? Yes, of course. After returning to Canada mm-hmm. uh, and uh, when I was sending my daughter to, it was the time I was, we were sending our daughter uh, to university, mm-hmm. I came across an article about human trafficking and uh, the story of a survivor. And that really shocked me. I mm-hmm. did not expect uh you know, uh, I did not expect that this this is a real problem, and it's like it's happening in our, our backyards, and not not many people talk about it. Like when you mm-hmm. say Canada, it's it's a safe country, yeah, it's perfect, it's peaceful, it's stable, it's all of that, you know. And this was a real real problem that we are facing, but not many people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I was invited by uh, my friend Chelsea Brown to uh, join uh, a walk that was held in Toronto uh, by Freedom. Mm-hmm. And I met uh, Shay and Vidyata at that time. And I felt like I really wanted to tell other moms about what I have learned and right. what is really happening. So we did a collaboration with Freedom. I created uh, the heart necklace because all I could do hearing the stories is put my hand on my heart. So mm-hmm. here comes my inspiration. It's uh, coming yes. from the heart. <laughs> and hearing the stories of these girls being lured into this business. And mm-hmm. they've, they, with these, you know, heartless people yeah. uh, luring them into the business and that the love that they showed was fake and not real. Mm-hmm. So we kept the heart in red. Yeah. Uh, we put the, the, the colors, the symbols for freedom. And we sold these necklaces with a hashtag from your heart to theirs. Oh, nice. And we, yes. And we got a lot of support from our community. I'm very, very uh, grateful for all the support we got. And, uh, and I, we raised money uh, and, and, you know, uh, it, it, 
this this was a really dear project to my heart yeah. because as a mother, you know, yes. uh, you want my, you want your kids to be safe. Of course. And you want to tell and you want to tell as many people as possible about what is really happening. Mm-hmm. For sure. Luma, I just want to uh, say another, the work the work you're doing is absolutely incredible. I think it's so amazingly beautiful and selfless and and just incredible. It's just it just speaks to your character, who you are as a person, wanting to give back and work with these charities and causes. I think it's absolutely incredible. It speaks volumes about who you are as a person. Thank you, Brad. Thank you so much. Now, you were awarded the Woman of Inspiration Award in the Cultural Ambassador category in 2019. Can you tell us a bit about that experience and what it meant to you to be nominated and win that award? Wow. That, that, that email came as a surprise. I was out of Canada at that time, and I got this email that I was nominated. Wow. It's a great feeling, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was reading and I was like, wow, somebody sees that what I'm doing is the right thing and sees, mm-hmm. you know, something great in what I'm doing. And it's, it's really, I mean, I'm so grateful for that. The, the award was like a validation that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing something right here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, preparing for the event and asking people for, you know, the recommendations, you know, the letters, reading it all, all over again, brought amazing memories. And actually, it, they all reminded me of what I have done. Uh-huh. Uh, you're getting me emotional here because... I love it though. That's so... great though, that it's bringing up these emotions. I mean, it's, it's funny They're... because I think that we so often get caught up in what we're doing that we don't stop or slow down to yes. realize the impact we're having. So getting recognized for something like this is, is needed. Yeah. It's incredible. And I, you, you should be very Absolutely. proud of what you've done. Absolutely, Brad, you're speaking, you're speaking my mind right now. It's like <laughs> really, yeah, I'm, I'm out of words. I mean, you said that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really out of words, but we need to remind ourselves sometimes of what yes. we have done, yeah. what we have achieved, not for anything, just for our, ourselves, just mm-hmm. to, to, to get the reassurance that we are doing something right, that we've done something, we've impacted other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, we tend to forget. We, yeah. have, we lead busy lives. We tend to forget our potential our i don't want to say values but sometimes our talent you know yeah we forget well i think i think that we tend to overlook these things as nothing big or we don't celebrate the little successes that we have along the way and we really should yes. be celebrating those little successes because we worked hard for what we've done and we've created and but again, like you said, we get so busy and so caught up in what we're doing that we just kind of forget to celebrate the successes along the way. And I think we need and, to... And to get somebody to appreciate you with, with an award, let's say, it's like a reminder. Yeah. It's like a, a, a validation. Uh, it's like reassurance. It's a, it's a nice feeling. I was Absolutely. very... Absolutely. And no, preparing a... for the event and dressing up, and, <laughs> you know, like preparing a speech. It's yeah. so nice. It's yeah. Nice. Now, I'm assuming this was given to you because of all your work with the trafficking agency and, and the cancer societies and whatnot. That, that's where this all came from, right? As a result of your work. Well, with I, these... think, I, think, I think they did their homework and background yeah. check, to be honest, because... <laughs> <laughs> because to to recognize me and uh, you know to nominate me it seems they they did their homework i have to say well i think it is very well deserved because of the work you're doing you. it is absolutely yeah. incredible so you should take the time to to be proud and and revel in that success and and just live in that moment and enjoy it Thank so. you. I'm blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I know it's a year and a half late, Thank but you. I didn't know you then. So congratulations on your award. It is very well deserved. Thank you so much. Thank you. Luma, what do you love most about your business? What's your favorite part? Several parts. I, I love when I have this aha moment that, uh-huh. that I get the idea. Uh-huh. Uh, I love challenging myself in the process 
Uh-huh. And, and I enjoy seeing this piece on a, a, an inspiring a role model woman. You know, this gives me so much pleasure to see how she picked up that piece to reflect, you know, her style and she saw it in my work. This is all for me. Uh, I mean, I enjoy all these, yeah. these things in my work. And making, you know, when, when, when these women buy my pieces and they feel so happy and they share their photos with me, like, look, I'm wearing this <laughs> and it's bringing me, you know, I feel happy, positive and yeah. it has your energy, Luma. I, I love getting all this feedback, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I would imagine you could liken it to an artist when they, when they see that someone has purchased one of their pieces and they hang it in their living room. Right, it's it's that kind of reward yes. and feeling. It is. That, yeah, it is. But you know something, like when you're an artist and you put your your time and your soul and your heart mm-hmm. into something, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a bit hard to let go unless yes. that person coming and appreciating it, you feel like uh, it's in a safe place. It's yeah. going to be taken care of. Yes. You know, they're like your baby. Me, your pieces are like your babies, exact, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My pieces are like my babies. Mm-hmm. There are pieces of me. Yeah. So when I see somebody uh, appreciating them and wearing them and I, I, I this gives me uh, comfort that, yeah. yes, I can let go. Of that piece, It's going you know? to a good home. <laughs> yes. I love exactly. it. <laughs> To date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win, Luma? Wow. My children. Seeing my children, you know, and where they are at right now is, for me, this is is the biggest achievement. And knowing that I managed to find something for myself, but still I was available for my kids Mm because I've always had it as a home-based business. Uh, and I was always around for my kids and I would only work with my work, you know, like filling in the blanks kind yeah. of life, you know, yeah. in between activity, in between dinner and lunch and then, you know. Yeah, so you had you made the time looked, for your kids and you filled it in with your business. Yes, I filled yeah. it in with my business. And for me, like looking at my kids, this is like the biggest achievement of my life. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? Mm, a unique skill set, a superpower that helped me become. I think my talent as a connector. Mm-hmm. This is my superpower. I connect people. I connect, you know, stories with my my own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I connect different materials. I use different materials. I, you know, connect people to different cultures. I think, I think this is my, my, my superpower. Okay. Speaking of success, how do you define success? What does that word mean to you? Success? Uh, it depends. I don't think there's a real definition, you know, like a general definition. It depends mm-hmm. how you look at success. For me, when I impact uh, people's life, it's success. When I achieve uh, a goal is success. When mm-hmm. I uh, create a piece from, from a vision to a wearable piece, this is success. Mm-hmm. I guess it means um, when I give back, yeah. success. You know, the, yeah. this is all success for me. This is all like yeah. in, in different ways. Okay. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? What makes me, sorry? What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? What makes me feel inspired? Well, um, I think when you look back at your your own story, this will inspire you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will show you that you are unique. It's You mm-hmm. have something different. We're all different in our yeah. own way. We, we all have our own story to tell. Mm-hmm. So... So sometimes this is inspiring for me and, and where I am or where I, and, and the people I meet are inspiring. Uh, 
you see, I see inspiration in everything. And it could be in a piece of poetry that I read or uh, music uh, I hear or anything can be inspiring, to be honest. What was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? A turning point in my life, a turning point in my life. I think in terms of my career, my first solo exhibition was was really like a turning point. In terms of my personal life, I think being a mother, mm-hmm. like my first child, yeah. I, that was like a miracle, you know, it was... Mm-hmm so beautiful to 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 change your status from a wife to a mother you yeah. know that was really a big jump for me <laughs> <laughs> who would you say have been the three most influential people in your life influential people influential people oh, well does that mean inspiring people in my life yeah people, people who have influenced like- you yeah people who've had an impact on you People who had an impact on me. Yeah, three people. Um, well, I would say my grandmother is one of them. She mm-hmm. was my first person to inspire me. Uh, she was very creative and she always created something out of nothing mm-hmm. uh, that inspired me. I, I have also, like, my mother-in-law influenced me with her wisdom, with her style. I learned a lot from her. Mm-hmm. And my mother being uh, hardworking and also a creative person uh, influenced me and uh, her advice to me uh, growing up and, 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 you know, instilling values in me also, I would consider very inspiring and, and it did affect my, my, my life. All strong women. I love it. Yes. Yes. What would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Okay, I was invited to attend uh, uh, a, an entrepreneurship program mm-hmm. by the the Dutch government. I was I was taught at that uh, program that if you use your talent, if you discover rediscover your talent, because at this mm-hmm. point you you rediscover it, you rediscover your talent and you work with your talent. This is when uh, you will succeed, and uh, this is very effective. Every entrepreneur needs to work with their talent because it's definitely going to affect how their business goes and uh, the you know their perform- performance and and uh, production mm-hmm. it comes to a product. So I would say, I would say, remember your talent. Mm -hmm. I love it. Luma, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Believe in yourself, Brad. This Mm -hmm. is something very important because we all doubt ourselves. And this is definitely uh, self-limiting when you want to do something. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have the confidence to do something, uh, it will hold you back. Yeah. Okay. So so with time, I, I learned to believe in myself and to trust my gut and to follow my intuition and in whatever I, I do or I start. It, it does take time to learn that lesson. So many people struggle with self-limiting belief. It's hard. I mean, I myself have struggled with it. it it's a very tough battle to overcome and i mean you couple that with the fact that you've got other people outside sources and all the noise saying well do you really want to do that should you really you're giving up a a a secure job for with pay and benefits for for starting your own business and there's so much other noise but i think that the self-limiting belief and the self-doubt is the loudest noise that we have to overcome of course and you need to silence these voices inside you and go ahead Yeah, but it's 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 a learning journey. To be honest, uh, it's it's easier said than done. Yes, uh, but with time, you and with with you know more self discovery, yes. you start to understand why self work. You have to put it in, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Luma, what is your personal motto? You are unique, and no one is you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I do. I love that. I absolutely love that because I have struggled with that myself in terms of 
always worrying about the competition in other photographers. When I started my business, yeah. I was always worried about what everyone else was doing. And once I realized, it took me about a year and a half into my business to realize, you know what, enough, I'm not, I'm not playing to that. I'm not going to play to that and let my mind overrule me on that. The only competition, the only competition I have is me. As long as I can look back and see that I've improved over the course of my business and journey as an entrepreneur, that's all that matters. I don't care what the other people are doing, but it's a hard, again, this is another hard battle and hard spot to get to. It takes the work to get there. You know, you know, it's like seeing yourself in a race. Mm -hmm. Life is like, you know, you're, you're, you're racing. Yeah. But if you, if you keep looking at your, your, your competitors left, right, you're not focusing on your goal or your destination. That's right. So you're going to stumble and fall. While if you focus on your goal and you go ahead and don't really compare yourself to others, each one is unique in their own, you know, on their own. So just focus on your goal, uh, put your strength, put your energy, put your focus in one place and do it. I love that analogy, Luma. That's brilliant. I love it. So inspiring. You, know, you are inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. I learned that as a little kid, to be honest. I was a professional swimmer. And every ah, time okay. competitions, I would, you know, look left and right, left and right, just to see where you are. But sometimes you miss it. You you start because when you see that you're not, you know, you're not reaching fast enough, it demotivates you at some point. Mm-hmm. So when you focus, when you really focus on, on your target and you don't keep busying yourself or distracting your energy, looking at the, the, you know, on the participants or the competitors in this case, you're putting your energy in the right place. I love it. So inspiring, Luma. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> what, what does the word empowerment mean to you, Luma? Empowerment to me means when you lend a helping hand to somebody who needs it and you lift them up and you really lift them up and you see their potential and you see their power, something that they are missing at that point, this is, this is empowerment for me. And by doing so, it empowers me as a person, you know, personally. When I feel like I'm empowering, I feel empowered. Beautiful. This is how I look at it. I love it. What is one of your favorite quotes? Wow. One of my favorite quotes, I'll tell you. It's uh, by Dalai Lama. Mm -hmm. And it says, if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito in the room. <laughs> you like it? That's great. I love it. That is so good. It's so that true, though. So true. Yeah. It's so true. You know, as simple quote. as it is, look at the how small the mosquito is and how effective. I mean, she can yeah. really bother you all night. <laughs> and if we exactly, and if we all can do something small, something, there will be that ripple effect. Yes. That it will grow. And it will attract people uh, into and resonate with others. Mm-hmm. So with small initiatives, you can create a big impact. Beautiful. I love that. Small initiatives can create a big impact. That's great. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do a little rapid fire section. So the next series of questions are just one, two, three word answer type answers. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How would you describe yourself in one word? Love. What was your dream job as a child? A diplomat. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow. I have never heard about a kid wanting to be a diplomat. That's okay. All right. Uh, Money or fame? Fame. Early bird or night owl? I was both, but now I'm a, a night owl. <laughs> <laughs> I All think our a lot messages of are at night, uh, Brad, right? Pardon me? All our messages are at night normally, yes, you know, yes. after a long day. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of creatives are just naturally night owls too. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. What's the first thing you think of when I say the word future? Excitement. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that mm-hmm. be? Love each other. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace of mind. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? You better appreciate me. (laughs) (laughs) If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Uh, I would change their perception of women. Mm, Very good. If you had a theme song that played every time you walked into a room, what song would that be? Mm. I'm so excited. (laughs) The Pointer Sisters? (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love this song. (laughs) I could just see you up dancing around. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Luma, what's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? My recent was a week ago, I did my mental health first aid certificate. So that was good like, for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And it's, uh, it's very important for everybody who can handle this course. Yeah, for sure. What is one of your biggest failures or life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it? Go with your gut, I guess. This, this is, this is, uh, you know, sometimes you you get involved in things, but when your heart is not in it, and there's mm-hmm. that feeling inside you, you know, mm-hmm. trust it, trust it. I would say trust it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've been to, uh, I've done few things that something about it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I think you really need to follow your instinct and. Uh, okay. Your gut, yeah. What do you think the most common reason for people failing or giving up is? Losing hope or not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel or maybe not seeing their potential or their strength, their, 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 um, you know, they're not finding their purpose probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say that. If you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Maybe Gustav Klimt. (laughs) I I admire this artist. And he has a very interesting story. So, yeah, I would probably want to sit and learn from this amazing artist. Okay. If you could hold on to one memory from your life forever, which one would that be? The moment I had my firstborn, mm-hmm. my my daughter, mm-hmm. that was a very, you know, beautiful moment, mm-hmm. and it's just a miracle. It's 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 amazing. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Believe in yourself. Simple and to the point, yet not simple. so simple to do. <laughs> not so simple, very true, but but believe in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Lastly, Luma, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? I would definitely ask them to to drop the ego, to look at each other as human beings and love each other that's it beautiful luma thank you so very much for taking the time and having this conversation with me and sharing a bit about your story and your journey you are an incredibly beautiful human being and such an inspiration with all the work you're doing you should pat yourself on the back. You should be very proud of what you've accomplished and how much you give back and, and how big a part of your business that is for you, I think is absolutely incredible. It is so selfless and beautiful. And I just want to say that I completely appreciate you. And I so enjoyed our conversation and you are a wonderful human being. And I just want to say, I appreciate you and thank you for taking the time to be here and share and be part of the community here with me. 
oh my god <laughs> i'm blushing again <laughs> thank you thank you so much i really enjoyed sharing this with you and you know you reminded me of beautiful moments in my life your questions were amazing uh more digging into you know my story <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it and uh for the opportunity and for this platform to to get to know more about women uh, inspiring women in in well, our honest, community thank honestly you. the pleasure and honor was all mine i'm so thankful for you and having you as a guest it's been thank such you. a pleasure thank you so much the pleasure is mine thank you once again my name is brad walsh host of your empowerography podcast today my guest is luma awad she is the owner and founder of inamalumani jewelry based right here yes. in toronto <laughs> thank you luma i hope you have an amazing afternoon you too thank you so much brad thank you Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.